Tom Sumner program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, that's a very good question. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. My guests this hour have a, uh, a new book out uh, simply called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, and uh, it's... Uh, penned by Mark Victor Hansen, who you might remember from Chicken Soap, or Chicken Soap, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and, uh, and his, his wife, um, Crystal, who joins, uh, they both join me by phone. Mark, Crystal, welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. We're so happy to be here with you. Delighted, sir. Um, you know, when I first saw the title of your book, Ask, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. My first thought was, is it that easy? And then I remembered reading uh, something. Someone had asked John D. Rockefeller how he chose the the various causes that he supported philanthropically, and his answer was, they asked. That's right. And what happens is you don't get what you deserve in life. You get what you ask for. And while the big guy said, ask and you shall receive, most people have never had it taught to them as a science, a principle, and a philosophy. And we've traveled around the world and met with some part of 7 million people in, in 80 different countries. And the difference between somebody who succeeds a little and somebody who succeeds vastly is whether they know how to ask appropriately and accurately. Is, is there a secret to it? Well, yeah, you know, Tom, we determined that there are actually three channels through which you need to learn to ask. And each of those channels is equally important to master. And those are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. Each of those those channels, learning to use those channels, will change your life dramatically. The ask yourself part is that reflective journey. That's how we figure out in our life 
in our lives, what is working and what is not working, and also how we form those ideas and plans that will take us forward. Do you think the the time that, that so many of us have spent on lockdown or quarantine or in the bunker, as I call it, um, over the last uh, year and a half, has it made people more or less likely to ask? Wow, you ask great questions. And the answer is that COVID confinement is a cocoon. And because we've had the book out a little bit now and it's gone to number one with Amazon bestseller list, that what we've discovered is that people get it and they go over every question in our book and they're having a transformative experience. It's sort of like coming out of a butterfly's cocoon, right? We've all been locked down. And what happens is when you ask all the questions, ask yourself, ask others, and ask God, you are in a transformational reality because we're get, we can go into the best times ever if you're asking yourself the right questions. Now, if you ask yourself the wrong questions, like in 1974, I asked myself, what if I go bankrupt? And I went bankrupt. I checked the book at the library, How to Go Bankrupt by Yourself. So you've got to be asking the right questions. And our book is a leadership book to get people around Flint to do exactly that. And and how do you know the difference between um, the right question and the wrong question when curiosity enters into it? Well, um, you know, it depends on where the question leads you. If your questions are leading you to more negative experiences, if you're it, a lot of people get stuck in asking negative questions, like what if I get sick tomorrow? What if I what if I lose my job? All of those things, we, we actually have creative power over our lives by the questions we ask. And so we need to make sure we're asking positive questions. When, we, when you're taking that reflective journey that we were talking about on the ask yourself, well, Mark and I say it's important. First of all, the first phase, critical phase of that is, is to ask yourself, where am I now? Because you cannot figure out where you're going until you figure out where you are. And once you start to ask that question of yourself, when, when, first of all, the science we looked at, Tom, shows that when you ask yourself a question, your brain lights up in a whole new way. You're, so it becomes a better resource to you, and it's the part of your brain that does critical thinking. So when you start at that first critical phase, where am I now? All of these other questions will start to form in your mind. Like, what is working? What's not Am I even happy? Is this job, is this where I want to be? Is my relationship working? How can I make things better? All of these things start to open you up to the reality and truth of your life that you've been ignoring. And that's why people, most people aren't very happy because they're not, they're missing the target because they're not asking the questions. And then the second critical phase of, of that, of the ask yourself part is, where do I want to be? It, it's striking. I'm a transformational life coach. And how few people, it's striking to me how few people ever take the time with themselves and what we call, a, you know, an asking journal, but a journal, and, and really start to determine what is it you really want out of life. And Mark and I always say, when you, when you get to that phase, where do I want to be? Ask those questions from the nth degree of your greatest imagination. Okay, don't, don't ask for little things. That's, that's the wrong asking. So imagine yourself in your greatest career, for example. Okay? In your imagination, because God gave us humans, we're the only animal with imaginations. This is how we create. This is how we co-create with the creator, right? If we're created in the creator's image, as it said, this is how we do it. So imagine your life, say your career, for example. 
at the nth degree of your greatest success and start asking the questions backwards. What am I doing every day? What products or services am I selling? Who am I talking to? Who are my clients in this perfect scenario of my life? And in that way, you can start to engineer your life, your perfect life backwards. And it works for your relationships. You know, imagining that perfect ideal relationship. We'll talk to so many people who go, I don't know if I'll ever meet that one. I just seem to blow up all my relationships. I can't seem to meet the right one. You need to start by imagining the perfect relationship and then ask yourself, what are those qualities? What are you doing every day together? How do you relate to this person? What is so special about that relationship? If you don't learn to sculpt your life ahead of time by asking the right questions, you're going to end up with this random mix of things where one day you look around and you go, I don't like this life. Whose life am I living anyway? (laughs) Right? Right, right. Well, you know, as you were talking about... um, you know, trying to ask yourself where you are. I, I just had this picture of, of every road trip I've ever taken of pulling into a rest area and going up to that giant map with the little arrow that says, you are here. And and, and I just, I got that picture in my head. You are here. Okay, we got that figured out. The next part seems a lot tougher to me. Where do I want to be? How do we audit ourselves to determine where we want to be? I mean, everybody wants more money. Everybody wants love. Everybody wants uh, a big house and a cool car. But, but aside for those, from those things, where do I really want to be? What do I want to be doing with my life and my time? And the possibilities are endless. How, how do we audit ourselves to determine where not only do we want to be, but where do we belong? You ask the best, most profound questions, and that's why the title of the book fits what your answer is, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, because what Crystal was saying is, are you going toward your destiny? And we believe, and I'd love to hear your response to it, that each of us was coded at birth with a DNA, RNA, destiny. Now, you've got a destiny, and yeah, the destiny is the perfunctory part is you make a whole lot of money. The perfunctory part is you're going to go help some other people. That you're going to have a nice house and a nice car. But my destiny is to sell books that are transformative. And I've sold a half billion books, but my destiny goal is to sell a billion books and really have a profound positive impact on, you know, one-eighth of the world's population. Well, nobody else is, you know, when I started, um, remember, I was in remedial reading from first grade to sixth grade, so they thought I was dumb. It's just I had language problems because my parents were from Denmark. And that's what our primary language. And then now I'm the world's best-selling author. So the point is, my destiny, I, I've chosen it, and I'm in my right livelihood. And the question is, you've got to go deep with the three questions. Ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And we can go into that next if you want. But are you asking, what is your life's destiny? Because if you do that, you're so thrilled that you'll have the money, you'll have the house, you'll have the car, you'll, but you're going to, more importantly, have soul fulfillment, which is, we think, the reason for really being on uh, the greatest university ever called the University of Life. Well, that's the thing that that, um, that I'm so curious about. How do you, um, how, how did you decode your DNA? How do you, um, you know, look inward to decide where you should be going outward? Right, and, and it's a great question, Tom, but what you'll find when you begin to take this asking journey, each question reveals 
the next step. Okay, so you'll start, you will start to ask these questions of yourself and you'll start to get an idea because the universe answers everything. Your mind is perfectly designed to answer everything. You're starting to connect with, you know, God's perfect universe. You can't ask a question without it coming back to you. When you start to focus on something, it's like, you know, um, when you buy a new car, all of a sudden everything around you, you see all those same cars. When you start to focus on something, there's almost like a magnet. It starts to come towards you. So when you start to ask these questions and start to define through the questions these things that are important to you, what are my greatest qualities and traits? What makes me light up? You know, and test some things. Am I happy when I'm doing this? Am I happy when I'm doing that? You'll start to understand. There will be some things that that you land on when you start to, because you'll ask a question, you'll get, you'll get an illumination and you'll go, ah, yeah, I hadn't thought about that in a long time. And from that illumination, you'll ask some more questions and step by step, you know, question by question, you will start to move toward what we call across that destiny bridge, because that's what it takes is it's the asking and the answers that come from it, the solutions, the illuminations, the plans that start to form in your mind. And then we say, you know, the third part of that critical phase, I said there were three parts, is the action phase. Because once you start, you know, where am I now? Where do I want to be? What specific action step do I need to take there? After you start to get these, these little breakthroughs and these ideas, and you, and you need to be writing them down, the things that come to you are important. It's information that is coming to you. It's real information. So act on it. When you think of that person, call them up. There's a reason you thought of them in this context, you know, um, or get that book and investigate what you're, what you're thinking about or what came to you. Um, it's really quite a magical process, but it starts to unfold. Some of the testimonials we've gotten are amazing. I mean, people are saying it has opened me up to a whole new life, and I was completely stuck because what happens when – we're living this life. Life is tough. It's not a straight, narrow path for any of us. You know, we're going to have the hills and valleys. We slip off the road. We don't know where we are. So we need a tool. And asking is that tool because when we're in that stuck state, that's all we see. All we see is what's coming at us. You know, we're, we, we think that life is kind of coming at us from the outside and we're ducking and dodging and kind of trying to keep our, our, all our balls in the air. The reality is the life experience like you will experience, is created from the inside out. If you will sit down and take that asking journey, if you will sit down with yourself and start to more deliberately create your life rather than letting your life come at you so randomly, you can change your life 100% no matter what's going on. I promise you, I've done it, Mark's done it, so many of our clients and friends and people that we, we get to be with have done it. Um, it's really a magical process. And I'd like to talk more about the other channels, too. The, you know, we're talking yeah, about yeah. the ask yourself part. I'd like to talk about the asking others. Cause yeah, that's I, I want to talk some more about ask because it seems like most of the questions that, that I ask are, where are my car keys and why did I walk into the living room? But... Um, <laughs> but, but I want to... <laughs> I still don't. But my guests, Mark Victor Hansen, um, and uh, and his wife Crystal Dwyer Hansen have uh, written a book called "Ask: The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny." Can you can you stick around for a couple of minutes so we can talk some more? I have to go. Hello, to break. Darling. This is 
We'll be right back. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. 
Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with uh, Mark Victor Hansen and his wife and co-author Crystal Dwyer Hansen about their book, Ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny they join me by phone and uh mark crystal thanks for sticking around and uh, sorry to make you sit through all that we're glad to do it we're honored to be in your show and you've got everybody that's anybody and they're all <laughs> learning how to ask at higher better levels to get better results well, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, three different aspects to asking. You have to ask yourself, you have to ask others, and you have to ask God. And we've been sort of fixated. Uh, I keep going to the map, and, and I keep seeing that arrow that says, you are here. Um, <laughs> I keep keep focused on the, uh, the the how do I ask myself, and what do I ask myself. And, and I want to just finish up with that um, Crystal, and I know you want to move on to, you know, the the art of asking others, but is there a a discipline, a practice, some kind of a method for finding the discipline to think it through and, and ask yourself the right questions? Yes, there absolutely is. Part of the discipline, Tom, is you need to take time with yourself. I mean, people often are just so busy. There's so much noise and so many pings and dings and notifications that we're not allowing this time with ourselves to reflect. So the first discipline is schedule 15 minutes with yourself every day and make that the most important part of your day. Because remember, this is where you are creating the architecture of your life. And in that session, make sure that you're you're logging, you know, what's coming to you, your notes. And then in addition to that, the book, we have some amazing questions in the book, you know, the holding up the mirror questions that allow you to reflect at your life, your relationships, um, the uh, self-intervention questions. All of these things will help you. The book is a great guide. Plus, there are a lot of stories that um, give you real-life examples of how people, they were, you know, were stuck in a certain area and the types of questions that sort of release the next stage of life. Stories are so amazing. That's why, obviously, Mark, the story man, we love to use stories because we learn so quickly from listening to other people's stories. They, the sto- other people's stories become patterns for our own lives. Um, we relate to the emotions and the drama, and that becomes almost like an instant pattern that we can, we can relate to because we're all human beings. I mean, we're all kind of having this, universal experience even though it doesn't seem like it. it seems like our problems are so unique but it's amazing how how those problems are really quite universal and we can learn so much from that well then as we move on to looking toward you know looking outward and asking others i don't know if it's true for for everyone or if there are a lot of people like me but i am really reluctant to ask people for things well, by the way, that is pretty universal because most people are uncomfortable asking. And what we discovered is there's seven roadblocks to asking. First one is unworthiness. I don't know if I'm good enough to ask. Next is naivete. You don't know what you don't know, and that's why asking is so important. Three is doubt. I'm not sure how to ask, and, and we're encouraged in childhood to be full of doubt. Excuses. 
Oh boy, I don't know if I'm good enough to ask back to that one. Fear. Then you got pattern paralysis where we do the same thing over and over. And then the big one that's happening now because we've been locked down for so long, a year plus, is that we've got too much time on the screen. So the big word is disconnection. We're disconnected from who we really are. And that's why we're saying, hey, look, get a copy of our book and go over every question in the book with one other important person to you, whether it's your spouse, spouse equivalent, church partner, you know, business partner, uh, mastermind partner, whatever, whoever that is. So you really ask the questions in all these zones and become all that you're meant to be so you can do all you're meant to do so you can have all you're meant to have. And 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 then how how well thought out do you have to have your ask? Well, it's interesting, um, Tom. Let me just go backwards a little bit because we, we come into this world as children as these perfect little uncorrupted askers. We are not afraid to ask. We are wildly curious. We want to know who, what, when, where, why, how. We're also not afraid to ask for more, 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 and pretty much not afraid to ask for anything. And then depending on how we were parented, um, you know, what happened in our school years, we go on and get a job. You know, parents are saying, you know, I'm tired of hearing from you, stop from you, stop asking so many questions. Your teachers do not talk unless you're called on, you know, and your hand gets raised, but it never, your questions never get picked. Or, you know, all of this basic life rejection, you go to work and your opinion's never valued. And suddenly, you know, we find ourselves standing there as adults, terrified to ask anyone anything um, because of these feelings of, of unworthiness and also pretty much ashamed this is what we see a lot of shame that we don't somehow already have all the answers and it's a tragedy because no one can have all the answers this life is a is a journey it's a learning journey it's the university of life and we need one another we need we need to be a, a resource to one another and the only way we can do that is through the art of asking and uh, let me just add to that we did we looked at a lot of studies on asking asking other people and it turns out that pretty much everyone going into the study, somewhat like you said, Tom, thought that if they asked someone for help, information, advice, or just assistance in doing something, that uh, they would be perceived as being stupid, ignorant, uninformed, or basically just pushy and obnoxious. And a lot of us feel that way. Well, the studies reveal just the opposite. The reality is that people are, are willing to help you if you just put yourself out there and ask. In fact, there's an 80% more likely chance that your request will be granted or answered if they can do it. Um, but the study also revealed that people aren't going to, going to impose themselves on you, that you must ask. And further, that people, we're not good at asking. It needs to be taught. Right. And that's why we wrote this book, because we want to unlock that ability to ask others. That's how we bond. That's how we connect with one another. Um, and it's such an important thing. I, yeah, I wish I had a dollar for every time my dad told me that money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, <laughs> the truth is it does. I mean, uh, we, I, we have a paper money economy, and now we've got an electronic <laughs> digital economy. But with, back, back to your question about 12 questions ago, you asked about, you know, do people want to ask to make more money? Well, if you start asking from the inside out, there's no limit. Like when I went bankrupt in 1974, I was literally sleeping in front of another guy's room for six months. And, and suddenly I said, come on, God, third question, ask God. 
what do you want me to do? And God said, no, no, Mark, it's the other way. What do you want to do? And I said, well, I think I want to be a professional speaker that talks to people that care about things that matter that would make a life transformative difference. Well, now I had my directional compass, my destiny, as we're calling it here. And I went down to my roommates in Hicksville, Long Island, New York, and I said, hey, guys, let me ask. So my first miracle was I knew what I wanted to do. My second miracle was I asked three roommates. I said, do you know anyone young that's a professional speaker that's not a lawyer, doctor, you know, celebrity Broadway star or famous person? I said, yeah, yeah, this kid is a few years older than you're talking in Hop Hog, Long Island, New York. And, and here's my ticket, the second miracle. The third miracle, I listened to this guy mesmerize the audience, Chip Collins. Go up to him at the end of three hours where he wowed 500 people during the worst economic set down America had ever had up to the, during my lifetime. And I said, teach me how to do it. And he said, I'll do it if you stay out of my market. And I asked him, and he told me how to ask. And that was a third miracle. And I went out and I created a giant business. And then the fourth thing that happened was a mind blower. The audience said, hey, you're the best storyteller. Do you have that in a book? And obviously now I've written 318 books, but I'm telling you, the penultimate of my books is just ask, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. And it all just is unfolds, and that'll happen for everyone because when you ask, you get illumination, revelation, solution, and answers. And the minute you ask, your mind starts finding everything in the universe, like Crystal was saying. So you've got to be careful if you ask negative questions, like oh, am I going to die or am I sick or am I going to go broke? You go the wrong direction. That's what you'd asked earlier. Or, 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 or my favorite, you wouldn't want to maybe do this for me, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me disqualify myself right from the beginning because I feel so much unworthiness. That's right, Tom, and that's why we, we all need to look at those, those seven roadblocks Mark was talking about because, honestly, we found that everyone carries at least a few of them, if not all of them, at some point in their lives. And we need to look at those because that awareness is like a big gate swinging open for us. Once you understand what it is that's blocking you, you can eliminate it and you can move forward to a much better place in your life. Mark, you were talking about, you know, going through a process of, of asking yourself and, and, and then looking to God and asking God. And it sounds like you had a little back and forth there. How, how do you know that it's time to cross the bridge from your dreams to your destiny? Boy, if I'd written the questions for you, we couldn't have done better questions. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is, is then the third one is ask God. What we're saying is everybody out there listening that's not sure who they are needs to go deep in their subconscious by asking again and again. And when Jack and I came up with a concept for chicken soup for the soul, we thought the soul of America was trouble. Now we think, and we found it was the soul of the world that was in trouble, and that's why I sold a half billion books. But the same thing for ask, we think no one's been taught to ask, and everybody needs to know the science, the art, the principles, and the philosophy and technology of asking. And what's true is that once you go deep in this, you become unstoppable. You start to have revelation. And when we needed the right title... Jack and I promised before cell phones in our respective homes to ask ourselves a hundred times, what's, your, what's the best mega best-selling title, God? God, tell us the mega best-selling title. And then Jack calls me at 2.18 in the morning, wakes up our whole house and all the animals and says chicken soup. <laughs> I said, for the soul. I said, Jack, we got it. I got goosebumps. And then 144 publishers still turned us down when we kept asking. So, you know, asking is not instant. You uh, get you, you get foiled and, and detoured 
But if you know where your heart's destiny is, you're pretty much unstoppable. Well, and, and Crystal, you said that we're not taught to ask. And in fact, I would submit that we're often taught not to ask. In, in fact, um, it, it popped into my head. I was thinking about, you, you know, when you walk up to somebody and you haven't seen in a while, say, hey, how you doing? And they say, ah, don't ask. Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? No, a lot, often that has been crushed out of us, that beautiful ability that we were all born with, Tom, but what we're saying here is that can be rekindled through this process, and it, it is bringing people back to life, to their true essence and their true ability to be able to ask. You cannot navigate this life successfully, wonderfully, you know, and, and really fulfill your greatest destiny unless and until you become what we call a master asker. It's a necessary component of a successful life. And that's why we knew we had to get this book out there because, like Mark said, each of us, it's the very way that each of, the, each of us have, have personally transcended, you know, terrible difficulty. I mean, I was one of those kids who thought high school was easy and boring, so I graduated myself at age 16 and married uh, my boyfriend who was five years older not a great life plan, as it turns out, because, you know, a couple of years later, I'm <laughs> in a new city by myself, no family and friends. What could possibly and, go wrong? What could possibly go on? Baby, <laughs> baby on my hips, divorce, and honestly, no idea how I was going to support myself. And I did the only thing I could think of, which was to apply for food stamps. And I remember standing in the grocery line that day, getting ready to turn those food stamps over for my food and diapers, and I had this epiphany that I will never forget, Tom. I, a question dropped into my mind. First question was, how did I get here? Followed by a second question that was so loud in my brain. Are you doing the best you can? Or are you taking the easy way out? And the second my mind formed that question, I knew the answer. I knew that I wasn't doing the best I can. And I didn't honestly know what that was, but I knew, like, there's something more inside of me. I'm, there's something better than this. And, it, and I had such an instant pivot in my, in my awareness that as I was turning those food stamps over to the cashier, I think I probably looked a little fierce because I was saying to myself, this will not be my future. <laughs> and I went back to my apartment where I was getting you know, eviction notices every month. And I, I knew I didn't have answers, but suddenly I realized I had questions. So I just kept asking, like, who would hire me? What are my skills? Where, how can I work, earn money tomorrow, starting tomorrow? And when I started asking myself those questions, bam, I remembered hearing on the radio, come to Kelly's services, you know, we can get you work tomorrow. I remember temporary service agencies. I called them up. I ended up registering for three of them so I could get a better selection of jobs. They call you and offer you these jobs every day, and you can say yes or no. I started doing all these, you know, odd jobs, filling in at attorneys' offices because I had worked, you know, in high school at my dad's office he's an attorney and i i uh you know was filling in at uh, conventions doing sales and things like that all kinds of different jobs and i started learning something about myself i was i learned that i was fascinated by small business these these owners that would these people that would just start a business it seemed so courageous and so exciting i love small business and then i uh, love sales so i decided at that point to put myself through real estate school um and in the meantime, someone had hit me up and said, you should go do some modeling. And I thought, I have nothing to lose. I'll go ask. So I, hit, I went to the biggest agency, asked them if they'd sign me. And after the talent agency and after reading some lines and kind of stumbling down the runway, they did. And um, miraculously. So 
about a year and a half from that time I was turning over those food stamps for my food and diapers. I am now a licensed realtor working for the largest home builder in my valley. I became the number one realtor and I'm getting these residual, this residual income from these television commercials I had done that went national. And they, <laughs> once you book enough residual income, they quote unquote make you join Screen Actors Guild, which was the most glorious thing too because I ended up getting these amazing benefits, the best insurance on the planet for myself and my little boy. But I gotta tell you, it was the question. I always thought back to that moment standing in that line. It would have been so easy for me to just cascade into my victimhood because I was young. I mean, I didn't have any help. But I'm so thankful that that question came to me. Are you doing the best you can or are you taking the easy way out? And and that I had enough courage to answer it honestly. I think this is part of this journey that we all need to think about. Like, are we courageous enough to answer our own questions honestly? Because that is when we're going to find our greatest growth. You know, I had a, a little bit of a flashback when you were talking about uh, uh, going to temp services, and I did that once, and I ended up spending a summer or a few months in a in a job. I, I didn't plan on staying. It was just marking time, but I needed to be doing something. Anyway, the job was at the auto auction, driving cars from the parking lot up to where the auctioneer was. Wow. And I got to drive all these cool cars. <laughs> and and it was like the coolest summer job ever. It was when I got back from uh, California. And, um, right. And I was like, well, until I figure out what I'm doing, I get to drive really cool cars. <laughs> Isn't that great? What could be better than that? And that's the thing. I mean, it's about asking those questions and putting yourself out there. And, and that next step gets revealed to you. And then the craziest things happen sometimes. Sometimes it will lead you to this place, I mean, where you might, you know, have a, a transformational event that, you know, you end up doing something that, that you never thought you'd do. So it's really, you know, this asking journey is about rekindling that beautiful childlike curiosity, being willing to wonder again, being willing to put ourselves out there again, being willing to connect with people through asking and leave ourselves a little more open and vulnerable and then being able to connect at a more deep level to ourselves and to God. Um, you know, what is my role in this beautiful universe? What is my purpose in the kingdom, so to speak? I mean, all of us play a significant role just by being alive here. You touch, it's, it's said that we touch 200 people at the minimum in our lives significantly. And so, you know, it's, it's so important to show up, start asking these questions and show up every day as your best self, the best version of you. And the way you get there is by taking this, this amazing asking journey. Well, let me, um, I, I'm, I love the title of the book, um, Mark and Crystal. It's uh, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. And before we run out of time, I, I think there's there's one more thing that I want to make sure and touch on. How long is the bridge? That is a magnificent question I've never been asked before, but I think the bridge is your whole life long because if you're alive, you have a destiny that is unfulfilled. Now, it's unfulfilled at a cellular level, a mental level, a physical level, emotional level, a relationship level, a money-making level, a happiness level. 
So I've never been asked that question. So I've got a that was my spontaneous answer. I hope it sounded logical. <laughs> but 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 I thought maybe it might be an opportunity to let people know that this isn't a, a quick A to B journey. That that you have to have some patience, some perseverance. Um, you know the the distance between asking yourself and asking others and asking God probably isn't going to be over a weekend. And absolutely. When everybody comes to me and says, well, you're the world's best-selling author. Can't you make a book a bestseller overnight? No, it takes a year and a half <laughs> minimum to go from zero to hero, so to speak, and become number one New York Times bestseller. And I've done it more than anyone 59 times. So, um, And you can't hit it out of the park every time. And basketball players don't, you know, always win the finals. So it just that's just the way it is, right? And it, life's a challenge, like Crystal was saying, and that's part of the thing is that that's why you got to ask yourself all these big questions and have somebody else that you can interface with, ask and inquire on a full-time basis that you have great trust and an honorable relationship with that you respect, admire, trust, and can grow forward with. Well, and I think, Tom, I just want to add to that, you know, this life is a journey of evolution. And like you were saying, I mean, I think we each have an ultimate destiny in this life that we're always moving toward. That's what makes this life so deliciously interesting, right? Um, and it, it's wonderful because just when we reach one huge milestone, milestone that seems like the end goal, we become someone new by achieving that milestone. So now our horizons have expanded and so, you know, our journey continues forward to ever greater places. The important thing is to embrace that journey and embrace it, the asking journey, because that is what will continue to take us forward to that ultimate destiny, which I don't think is finished until we take our very last breath. Well, once again, the name of the book is Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, written by uh, Mark Victor Hansen, who you might remember from Chicken Soup for the Soul and One Minute Million Millionaire, if not, you know, the other 50-plus books he's written. Um, and his uh, wife and co-author, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. And I thank both of you for spending time with me this morning and sharing your thoughts. But I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they might find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Do you have a website? Sure, yeah. Mine is crystalvisionlife.com. I've got a lot of... Uh, I'm also a clinical hypnotherapist, transformational coach. I just pulled, my whole goal is try to pull out the beauty and the best in everyone. We're all so much more powerful than we believe. Um, and then, of course, Mark is markvictorhanson.com. And you can find us, each of us, all over social media. Please connect with us there because we'll post events and fun things. And we like to stay in touch with our audience. We need to connect with each other and inspire and, and inform each other. But, um, when you get the book, you can get the book anywhere. Amazon is probably the easiest, Barnes & Noble, even the indie bookstores, um, Books A Million. But um, please join us. We're offering a, a free book club. We, uh, once you get the book, go to askthebookclub.com, and we're going to be having this class, sort of uh, book club, free class, that where we can get together and really discuss these, these principles in depth and people be, will be able to shoot out some questions and so it'll be a fun fun event so make sure you go to askthebookclub.com and connect with us we'd love to love to see you there well thank you both and keep up the good work
We're going to take a... Thank uh, you very much for having us. It's been a joy. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with the final segment of today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. To the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County. Where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods. And in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. 
MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Um, I got thinking about inventions. Now, inventions today are handled entirely different than they were, say, a hundred years ago. They set up new product corporations, they have sales promotion firm, and they look at the invention in a business-like way. And this got me to thinking, supposing the Wright brothers had gone to a new product corporation to market their new invention called the aeroplane. I think if they had, a guy from the sales promotion firm would have talked to him on the phone, something like this. Hello, uh, who is this, Orville? Where's where's Willard? Uh, Wilbur, I'm sorry. And he'll be on uh, late at the bicycle shop all week, huh? Uh, listen, uh, I talked to the guys here at the office, and we're real excited about this thing. Uh, we really think you got something. Well, uh, we, we got a couple questions. Um, I, th- I think you pretty much agree with us uh, that the, the only way to make any loot on it is, is, to, is to start booking passengers as soon as possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, we may pick up a little on the baggage gimmick, you know, if we, if we set it low enough, but not enough to, to make it worthwhile. Well, I, I got a couple questions. Now... All the pictures we got show either you or Wilbur uh, lying on the wings. Now, when we start booking passengers, uh, oh, they will, huh? Well, uh, I mean, if we're going to cloud them for 75, 80 bucks to the coast, you know, I don't know how they'll go for lying on the wings like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 how, how many could you handle, do you suppose? Five on either side. That's top, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, that's your end of it. I don't, I don't want to get into that. Uh, listen, is there any way of putting a John on it? <laughs> well, uh, yes, Jerry came up with an idea, which, which I kind of like. Uh, maybe we could set up a little snob appeal thing and, and get, you know, uh, maybe two classes, one with a John, one without. You, know? <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. It, well, uh, right away, we got two problems. Uh, obviously... How the hell did they get back to it? Is the first one. And secondly, you're going to be flying over cities. You know, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, some poor clown walking down the street, you know. Uh, well, let's put it this way. Bad press. You, you see what I mean? Uh, well, you, you think... Uh, listen, how are things coming on the plane? At Kitty Hawk last week, how did it go? Uh, 105 feet, huh? That's all. Do the, do the 12 guys still have to push it down the hill? They, they, they do, huh? 
Well, see, that's going to cut our time to the coast. I mean, if we got to land every 105 feet. You know. All right, well, listen, you work on it and, and get back to me. All right, I'll be talking to you, Orville. Goodbye. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
Words are jangling in your head Why did summer go so quickly? Was there something that you said? Love was warm along the shore Leave the footprints in the sand And is the sound of distant drumming Just the fingers of your hand And pictures hanging in a hole We are the fragment of our song Have remembered names and faces But to whom do they belong? And when you knew that it was over Like a wheel within a wheel Never ending or beginning On a never spinning reel As the images unwind Like the circles that you find In the windmills of your mind it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner program. I want to say thanks to all of my guests, starting with this last hour with Mark Victor Hansen that you might know from Chicken Soup for the Soul, and his wife and co-author Crystal Dwyer Hansen talking about their uh, latest book, Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. Before that, we talked about uh, <laughs> Dream by uh, Dan, an ordinary guy scrambling to make a, list, <laughs> a living who hears a mysterious voice from the future asking for his help in the tech thriller Catch-42 by Felix Holtzapfel. And uh, before that, in the uh, first hour, we started out with cybersecurity expert uh, George Finney talking about uh, recent uh, ransomware and other kinds of uh, cyber attacks. And there's smoking George Winters tickling the ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the uh, hall to the living room. But I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday, so we'll have armchair politics. Mark Everson joining our roundtable regulars, Paul Rosicki and Henry Hatter. We'll start the show off with um, Ross Terrell talking about his experiences uh, writing about uh, China in his memoir, uh, Australian Bush to uh, Tiananmen Square. Good night, everybody. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.